Sort of the world according to us. And this is the follow-up episode to my initial reactions of the lynching of one Tyree Nichols by originally we would say five, but it's at least six Memphis police officers, former police officers now anyway. Word on the street now is that where this stopped didn't make any sense from the initial outset and reporting on it as to why he was even pulled over. The rumor going around now and making its way through online and social media chats is that one of the officers, and I believe it's the one who got pepper sprayed by his uh, fellow officer in the eye, uh, I think it's Demetrius Haley has an ex-girlfriend who was apparently seeing Tyree Nichols and because he wanted this female back and couldn't get her back apparently he decided to target and kill and get rid of the competition and used his badge his authority and his fellow officers to murder a man over a woman This now ups the stakes. If we thought that it didn't make sense and this was just like police brutality, another case of uh, cops out of control, and I I hate to use this um, overly used term of excessive force. This was not excessive force. Whenever the police brutalize, assault, attack, kill people, They always like to use these terms that are basically meant to diminish the severity of their actions by saying, oh, it's an excessive use of force or use of force complaints. They never want to say exactly what it is in and of itself because they know that if they actually describe in graphic detail the truth, it will evoke the correct response and emotions in the public at large which would be a a backlash enough to check and challenge them. And so they must do what they can to diminish that kind of a narrative or definition being applied to what they do. That said, if what is being alleged was the true motive behind the stop of Tyree Nichols and then the subsequent beating, tasing, and uh, ultimately killing of Tyree Nichols, then everybody involved must be charged with first-degree murder on multiple counts. Everything else must be upgraded and all of the bail paid by the um, former officers now should be rescinded and they should be behind bars until trial. And all of this, all of this over female takes it to a whole new level. Apparently the history of at least one of these officers where he was at one point in time working in a prison and it's alleged that he with another uh, prison guard or officer 
beat up an inmate and basically picked the, the inmate up and slammed him face first into a prison cell sink. The inmate woke up in the hospital or in the, the prison infirmary. And this guy was basically given a promotion. So there is a history of violence, willful, illegal actions that have been covered up and uh, been allowed to flourish and encouraged. And so it, it makes more sense now to understand how people with that mentality can end up in a specialized unit that is supposed to go out into the community and suppress violent crime but without telling the public how they intended to do it so it's an overlay on a societal issue that is now marred by a personal agenda I hope that we see justice in this case and that it is swift, that it's loud, that it is appropriate with the severity required for the circumstances of this particular case. I have no sympathy for a goon who chose to murder another man over the affections of a female that he no longer had access to. For the fellow officers that were with him, that went along with that, you have to be extra dumb to throw your life away over the ex-female of a a, uh, co-worker. If they knew at all. That will be the other thing to wait on and see. Again, assuming that with this chat going around online, this rumor or alleged motive to be, if it is in fact proven to be true, then all these other co-conspirators are dumber than dumb as possible to have thrown their lives away over the ex-female of a co-worker. What a world and what a time to be living in. I'll be right back. All right. We're back after that break. I've had a little more time to reflect on this heinous and horrible situation. The problem of this mass police state that we have in America where the system of policing is working exactly as it was designed to and that we as God's chosen people by and large are the largest group of victims of it and continue to be so. Is something that has to be addressed. You had, at one point in time, a fully democratic Congress and Senate in control. 
with a Democratic president. You had the case of George Floyd and so many others even before him, where if ever there was a need to act and act quickly and say, we will pass an anti-lynching bill, we will pass a hate crimes bill for quote-unquote black people, black Americans, to make sure that they are protected because we are the most endangered on this, at least on this continent. But you could do it for the Asian community. You could do it for any other group of people, whatever they ask for. If you, seeing all of these instances, are saying that you can only offer thoughts and prayers, but take no action, then what you're saying is you're in agreement. You want things to continue exactly as they are. That is the message that is being sent globally, nationally. And it then requires a response from our community, which is no longer in lockstep support of a system that has shown its disdain, its disrespect, its willful hatred, outright neglect, and purposeful ignorance with regards to our cries for justice. There's a reason why America loves to celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King. Because they cherry pick and choose certain parts of his message to prop up and say, oh, we, we're now at a point where we, we see what he was saying and arguing. There's a reason why they never want to have a commemoration or a recognition of Malcolm X. There's a reason why Malcolm X was always in opposition and critical of Martin Luther King Jr. Because he could see that there was a huge flaw with this whole notion of being nonviolent. When you continue to attack people, Most people are going to have a reaction at some point where they hit a limit. Where they realize nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's coming to your defense. People are going to stand there and watch. They may say, oh, I feel bad. That was horrible. I don't want to get involved. That's not my business. They want the victim to stand up and to defend themselves. Malcolm X had a point in saying at one point in time, on multiple occasions though, that he believed that the very day that black people, that the black man in particular, stands up and takes that definitive step forward to affirm his right to exist and to defend himself by any means necessary, that everyone else will be respectful and applaud him taking that stance. But if he was wrong in his assessment and belief in that being the case, should that happen, then the people who would not be in support of that 
racialists. What we have is a system of combined state and political power wrapped in the taxation and oppression of a collective group of people and specifically the black quote unquote black community, God's chosen people, as I will constantly and continuously refer to us as. No other people on the planet can claim to continuously endure and suffer these kinds of attacks at the hands of state-sponsored employees who collect and derive all of their funding from the citizens that they are actually brutalizing. And with no political will to take away the protections that allow for the abuse to continue. Qualified immunity has to go. If you want to talk about how we can stop these sort of incidences that are occurring continuously, and not just in the black community, but in general, because what you will do to one, you'll be able to do to all. And that's what we're seeing with blanket protections for police. If you're not wanting any of these situations to continue and you saying that you learned from the previous examples of what was done wrong and how you can better improve it the first thing should be immediately abolishing qualified immunity for all law enforcement if they are saying that their job is to uphold the law then they cannot be themselves above the law they have to actually be a high representation of it, meaning they don't break the law. If you're looking to tell other people that they must abide by the law themselves. And you must be made a strong example of when you do break it, given that power and authority and trust of the people. That's the whole reason why qualified immunity has to go. Whoever it is that coined that phrase and gave that protection should be under a jail right now. Because a lot of this evil has been allowed to flourish because of it. The second thing in regards to the reforms. The actual accountability that should go along with the charges that are levied against officers who violate their oaths of office. And who are clearly demonstrating that they are willing and have done so breaking the law. They should be personally liable for the civil judgments in any case that comes up against them for whatever malfeasance that they've done. It should not be the taxpayer who is getting brutalized by state or local law enforcement paying the tab for those abuses. Take it from them. Take it from their unions. Take it from their pensions. Take it from their personal assets. All of that should be on the table as recompense for whatever they've done to somebody illegally. Guarantee if their personal assets and in future earnings would have to be segregated and taken away to pay for a civil judgment against them for their violations of somebody's rights or taking of their lives. I guarantee you 
all of this shit would change overnight. Because nobody wants to have that kind of responsibility for wrongdoing. It'll make you think more than twice about doing the wrong thing. Thirdly, if they want true reform, there is no way around it. There must be a separate governing body or entity that prosecutes the police officers. It cannot be the local DA that they work with. The rules of evidence being allowed even to be presented for grand juries, that is something else that also must be taken into high scrutiny and argued vigorously on the behalf of the the people who are affected or victimized by the police when the allegations are made. No more of this the grand juries are not given the whole story or the prosecutor does not give the true evidence in order for them to render a real verdict of or bring back an indictment of guilty again, or that these people can go to a trial based on what evidence they were seeing. In addition to that, the license or the ability to resign should be removed from ever being a possibility for an officer once these allegations are made. You do not get to resign and get a pension and walk away or resign from one specific municipality and go and work in another one under the same uh, license to be a peace officer. That should be immediately gone off the table. You can never be in law enforcement again. You've proven untrustworthy. You've proven to be a liability to the state and to the local municipalities and to the citizens that you're supposedly serving and protecting. And there's going to be more, but I'm going to probably end on this one more bullet point. And that is... I'll tell you right after this break. All right. Back after that break. The bullet point that I was going to mention in that previous segment has to do with punishments. Sentencing guidelines. When the officers have the charges, the appropriate charges lined up in the judiciary, the sentencing must be given just as harsh as you give it to any other person under the law. No more of these three year sentences and plea deals. No more of these 10 year sentences and plea deals. Or 22 years sentences and plea deals for clear cut cases of murder where they can get out and only have to serve a third of that time or appeal it and then be out and basically get probation and have no other considerations or obligations attached too often these officers even when they're found guilty in a court of law, have the judges, 
have the prosecutors making deals that basically amount to a little slap and tickle. No real consequence for what they did. Whereas anybody else convicted of the things that they would be charged with would be serving life sentences or getting the death penalty. I believe in these cases, they should be getting the same harsh penalties that they advocate for for police. If somebody were to kill a police officer, they automatically are saying that they should get the death penalty. I believe that same level of wanting capital punishment because one of them died in the line of duty, you should be having that exact same energy when they kill a citizen unjustly when they plan it ahead of time there shouldn't be even a question that capital murder is automatically going to be mentioned as one of those charges if we look at also with these services the lockstep it tied hand in hand Working with paramedics, working with DAs and judges, medical examiners who falsify reports in cases where police brutality or police extrajudicial killings occur, if it is found that they lied or spun a narrative to favor the officers then those medical examiners should be facing the same capital murder charges as the officer now some people might think that that's extreme I say that's what it requires to get people to do the right thing if you want to be an accomplice complicit after the fact and covering up somebody's murder at the hands of law enforcement you're just as bad as they are. You should be facing the same penalties. No more killing people and saying you had a pre-existing condition. That's what killed you. It's amazing how they always pull that out. The pre-existing conditions. Whenever they kill somebody that somehow those pre-existing conditions didn't kill them up until the point the police got a hold of them. And they think that by and large, most of the people are dumb enough to go with that narrative. And I guess to a certain extent, they may be right in that regard, because there's a lot of people or at least there's a lot of cop apologists who will swallow that garbage hook, line and seeker and then regurgitate it back to us as if we're dumber than they are to accept that nonsense when we can see the forest from the trees. And lastly, I honestly think that a lot of times what has to happen is these things have to happen to the same people that advocate against us for them to understand it. It's all fun and games when it's not happening to you. It's very easy to criticize and say, oh, you should just comply and do this and that and the third when you're comfortable, when you're behind your computer, when you're safe at home, when you don't have five, six or ten people jumping you and beating you and yelling conflicting commands while they're restraining you from doing the exact same things that they're saying that they want you to do.
No more of this body cam covering or shielding or, or failing to activate the body cams. If the cops, this is what I said years ago, if the cops can turn on and off the body cams, what is the purpose of having them? That should be automatic grounds for termination. If a cop turns off the body camera or the feature should automatically be built in that it cannot be turned off by the officer themselves. It must be something from the actual headquarters and it must be an administrative official of a high rank. Like let's say the, ch- the chief of police or the lieutenant of that department, only he has access to turn off a body camera. And even that shouldn't even be allowed because you have corruption that rots from the top down. But if we're going to have individual officers who can choose when they want to activate their body cams or they obscure the view of it while they're yelling these supposed uh, commands that they say that the person is not complying with and then kill them, they should automatically not be given the benefit of the doubt, but be brought up on charges just for even obscuring justice, obscuring the view. If you have nothing to hide, what are you turning the camera away for or turning it off or failing to activate it? And I'm going to probably, like I said, end on this note. The transparency of the release of these videos. It should not be that you need a FOIA request to access for the public's viewing the exact footage of what these officers claim to have occurred while they're on duty in the apprehension of a quote-unquote suspect. The video should be made public immediately. If you have nothing to hide, if your officers did right, we're all adults, we would be able to see and judge that for ourselves. There is too much power and protection in allowing police departments who work for the people to have the power to restrict from our view an actual audio video record of their actions that are supposedly on our behalf to ensure our rights are protected and upheld. If they're doing those things under the color of law and the the local departments are not willing to be transparent then they need to be defunded. They must be defunded. The people have a right to have an accounting for the money that they're paying for these services. And to the people who are in these positions of power and trusted by the people to have an accountability for what they do and not be protected simply because they have a badge on or a gun on. The hiring practices that they have, this relaxed standards that they have to allow mentally unstable uh, challenged people who are looking to get back at the world or society at large because they didn't achieve whatever they thought they should have and their ego tripping and power tripping they should not hold any positions of power or authority let alone have a gun and badge This absolute power that this state has been giving 
to law enforcement and militarizing them is going to come to a head. This is the entire reason why, and I'll say it again, I've said it before, I'll say it many times, the Second Amendment is extremely important. You have to be able to defend yourselves. We individually and collectively must be able to defend ourselves from tyranny because this is what Orwell was warning about in his work, 1984, an Orwellian world where he says, if you want to see the future, imagine a human face being crushed by a boot continuously forever. Tyree Nichols' case and many others before him is an actual embodiment and representation of that sentiment that was foreseen eons ago. People have to stop being afraid to have the ability and the right to defend themselves and to recognize it. And if you're a person who doesn't believe that you should be defended or that you don't want access to tools for your defense. That's your right. But you have no right to tell anybody else that they should be defenseless like you are. We have to have a strong and lengthy conversation about cowardice and allowing a spirit of cowardice to become normalized and permeate discussions when it comes to standing up and being strong and independent. I notice they never have this problem when they talk about America going overseas to kill and fight other people. The soldiers are doing supposedly the bidding of the American people. When in actuality they're doing the bidding of elites. And the people that they go out there and kill are not able to defend themselves. But you notice They don't mess with the nations that have the ability to fight back. Then you have to come to a table and have some diplomacy, don't you? These are things that we have to discuss about policing at large. And not be afraid to have that conversation, to be open and honest and upfront about it. If anything good can come from this case with Tyree Nichols shedding light on all of the holes and problems with American policing and actually global policing at large because a lot of these abuses are not just exclusive to America they actually happen in other countries too but we are the shining example to the world of what horrendous violations by American policing look like in a state and a country that's supposed to be about democracy and freedom and the will of the people we can no longer afford to be relaxed and fearful and outsource our self-defense to third parties who have shown time and time again they're more concerned with their own self-defense and your oppression than anything else Give us your money and shut the hell up is their attitude. We must start to take back that power from them and demand it. 
demand accountability. And lastly, I'm going to end on this note. If you are good or consider yourself good law enforcement officers or police officers, but you stand there and you defend the actions of these corrupt cops around you, you're no different. And judgment is coming. A reckoning is coming. Excuse me, coming. Don't think you'll escape it. What goes around comes around. Until the next time, this has been the world according to us. Stay vigilant. Stay prayed up. Defend yourselves at all times. Take care.